Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 330. We have made it to the triple digits, and we are keeping the podcast going strong with this very special episode with Goodwill. Yes, we are talking down, we are talking with Goodwill, and it is so great to have some big nonprofit names coming in through our doors. If you don't know what or who Goodwill is, where you been? Are you living under a rock? Hey, why don't you just go ahead and click on the bio below, go run through the links and go update yourself on what's going on with Goodwill because they have a lot of things going on. So that being said, I also encourage you guys to go to our website, findingarizonapodcast.com, go over to our newsletter, sign up for our newsletter, and that'll let you know who's coming in next and who's been through our doors already. So if you want to get in touch with a little bit more of the personal side of Brittany and I and our family, we encourage you guys to go check out our vlogs that are on our, available on our YouTube and our blog that's available on our website. Those two things will give you the most amount of information about who we are, what we're about, and what's going on in our lives. That being said, I, just to give you a little update, verbal update, uh, we are working our butts off trying to keep this thing updated. We are working behind the scenes as much as we can with Atlas going to sleep and being asleep during his nap times we do as much work as possible so that being said this is our second episode edited today i'm going to jump into some more work but i encourage you guys to always stay touch with us out of all of our social medias and just keep us in touch with what's going on with you send us an email at finding arizona podcast at gmail.com that is the last bit of this intro i will catch you guys on the next episode see you later hey guys it's jose I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. Have you been like me, been outside every three months just doing your own pest control and you're frustrated, you had it up to here from your wife? Well, I got a place for you, happybeespestcontrol.com. They are the number one, first and only pollinator friendly pest control company in Arizona. And I wanna give you a chance to save $25 by going over to Happy Bees Pest Control slash finding AZ, or just give them a call 602-529-8797 to get everything from pest control, rodent control, mosquitoes, and bed bugs. Tell them Finding AZ sent you and get your discount today. This podcast episode is sponsored by the No Global Membership. Get into the room to network with other women you want and need to know. Link to join the Global Membership is in the show notes. Claim your freebie today. Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I'm your host, Jose. As always, we bring in very special guests, and today is no different. As you can see, if you're watching this from the video program, we are with Goodwill uh, today, and we're with the CEO, Tim. Um, thank you again, Tim. This is this is astonishing from, from a person of uh, that actually goes and participates in Goodwill and really does, um, me and my family really do try our best to recycle and reuse and that's one of the things that we'll be talking about but i would love to introduce you and just kind of give you applause for this and welcome Goodwill. thank you thank you um so i'll get us started with the question that we've asked everyone who's come through our doors just because it is such a 
a fundamental part of what has been happening for the last couple of years, which is the pandemic and what Goodwill has done and what they're kind of pivoting to or from. What are, what are the changes? You can give us all the highlights because you are the person who would probably be best to know what is going on behind the scenes. Sure. So, you know, the pandemic <clears throat> was a, a real tragedy for everyone. And Goodwill uh, faced challenges just like everyone else did. Mm -hmm. You know, when when the orders came through to shut down, we were faced with the fact that we we serve hundreds of thousands of people a year that count on us yeah. for services around <clears throat> job training, job help, assistance. But then also we have 6,000 employees. And yeah. so when that came through, we stopped all services. We, we actually had to lay off every one of our team members. Lucky enough for us, we were able to get to, get to the governor in Arizona, mm -hmm. and he listed uh, this group as an essential business. And yeah. so we opened up about 11 days later, brought all of our teams back, and and it was pretty amazing what, what the Wonderful. community did. When everybody else kind of stayed shut down and Goodwill reopened, all the donations. So one thing, when, when, when people were quarantined and they're staying at home, you know what they did? They cleaned out their closets. Yep. And so we had more donations than ever coming to us. It was important that we reopen so we could sell those donations to people in need. And so through all the tragedy that, that came with the pandemic for goodwill, it actually brought us new customers and it brought mm -hmm. us new donors because we were the only ones that really stayed open through the whole thing. Yeah. And so we've grown. We've grown. We've been able to expand. We've been able to provide more services to the community than we ever have before. Yeah. And so it was it was very difficult to get through. But but it, at the end of the day, it, it turned out to be a very good, healthy thing mm -hmm. for the way we provide services to the community. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that we started to realize in our pursuit of just um, some of the local business owners that have come through our doors is just kind of hearing the stories of when one door opens another door or one door closes another door or opens and sort of Very seeing true. seeing the silver lining of this pandemic and some of the resiliency uh, of the business owners around the area. I think one of the things that I can can say, I was one of those individuals who cleaned out their closet and wanted oh, to donate you. as much as I could. Absolutely. It's something that I feel uh, very strong for and something that I am, uh, I participate again with going and, uh, and just believing in what goodwill has to offer. I think one of the things that you mentioned was some of the employees losing uh, some of those job positionings, but gaining uh, some of that back. And I would like to talk to you about some of the employees and just kind of sure. the job market and what it's been since like the pandemic, because it does fluctuate. It is a um, kind of an up and down because of the economy. Can you give us the insights on some of the numbers, the positive numbers, if we can, because I always like to keep it positive here, um, just kind of what Goodwill has has accomplished. And again, you guys have lost, but you've also gained back some employees from uh, yes. from just kind of the bounce back. We're actually, from an employee count uh, standpoint, probably 15% larger than we were before as we're growing. So nice. we're hiring more people. We still, we're, we have the same challenges anybody else does in the job market right now. So yeah. out of our 6,000 employees, we probably have 600 open positions every day. We're always hiring and it's become harder than ever to hire right now. But at the same point for us, because of the growth, we've got massive opportunities. And we're one of those employers where we believe from promoting people from within yeah. and like, you know, my, my history, I started out as a donation attendant when I was 18 years old, Oh, awesome! So, but, but we have lots of stories like that where we yeah. want to 
people. And so it's Goodwill is one of the few places left where you can truly be anything you want to be. You can Absolutely. come in, you can start with us as a cashier, donation attendant, anywhere, and you can work your way up anywhere you want to go in the organization based on your attitude and your work ethic. And that's that's really it. And so for us, when I tell people about you know what, what hiring looks like for us right now, yeah, we're probably the best position we could ever be. We're, we're as we're as large as we've ever been. We yeah. have the most financial strength we've ever had. We're providing services. So a lot of people don't realize we provided 235,000 services to the community last year free of charge. Yeah. So the way that the community gets served, the way that we provide job training, job help placements to all the individuals in the community is because of your donations. And so it's Goodwill is a place that is all about hope. And it's all about you being whatever you want to be based on your attitude and and what you're willing to do as, as from, from a work perspective. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I've always loved that kind of mentality. That's always been something that my father instilled in us is, um, you know, I give you what you need, but you earn what you want. And that's something that I, I hope to instill in my own son. And, and uh, one of the things that I think really speaks well to goodwill is just, I mean, again, you see it everywhere. It, it is one of the one of the places that like iconically is just a, a center for people. Like it's just kind of a gathering area of like people really do enjoy uh, going to these centers, giving back and also shopping from them. From your perspective, um, what are some of the highlights of this past year as far as like what Goodwill has just seen in numbers or accomplished in just kind of that community standpoint? So, you know, a, a couple of things I think that, that are important is not last year, but in previous years, but it really took off in, in 2021 and still in 2022. Yeah. We launched a platform called My Career Advisor. Okay. So it, it's, it's a um, worldwide, but primarily based here in Arizona, yeah. where people can virtually go receive job services. So we have career centers all over nice. that people can go into, but especially during the pandemic and then now just the way transportation, gas prices are, people can receive our services on mycareeradvisor.com free of charge and get the exact same help they would get from a person. They'll get a live person when they go there. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's one of the things that's, that's really been, um, for me, important. Yeah. Also, uh, this year we're opening 13 new stores, um, most of them here in Arizona, one of them in Maryland, but uh, a lot of growth out there. And then yeah. I think a real milestone that the public probably doesn't realize you, you talked about donating, but now we're up to a million items a day being donated to Goodwill stores. So, and you think about, think about the work that takes, because remember yeah. what we get is not always usable. So there's a million items a day that are touched every single one of them mm -hmm. sorted through uh, quality controlled yeah. and put out on the sales floors. But it's for us. I mean, that, that, that was one of those things. I started way back in 1999 with Goodwill. Yeah, uh, yeah. I remember what it looked like back then and to see what it is now. I'm kind of just in disbelief. I was talking to a, a gentleman last night and I said, you know, I always thought it could get big. I didn't know it was going to get this big. <laughs> and it's just impressive for me that the way that the community has embraced Goodwill. Yeah. And I was looking the other day, we talked about, um, it was on one of our social media platforms about the Excel Center, mm -hmm. which is a brand new first of its kind uh, adult high school. Okay. And a lot of people don't know that around the country, once many places around the country, not all, but many, once you hit 22, you can never get a high school diploma again. You can get a GED, and mm -hmm. that's a good thing, 
But the difference in earning between a GED and a high school diploma is $600,000 over that person's lifetime that they earn less versus a diploma. And so this year we were able to actually get legislation changed through the help of a lot of great um, state political folks that voted to change that law. And so we're going to have the first Excel Center opening up in September. Uh, it's a temporary location right now while we work on our, our, our full-time location, mm-hmm. but it's going to allow Arizonans to actually go back and get an education and hopefully change their lives. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, super Im- impressed with that accomplishment, Martine, because they, yeah. they really did all the work, but the community rallied around getting this project done. And part of that is, you know, Arizona, 700,000 people in Arizona don't have a high school diploma. That number is growing as, as people wow. are moving here all the time. That number yeah. continues to grow. And so like when we talk about one high school, which is important, mm-hmm. what we really need is 30 high schools like this. Yeah. We, we need to serve the population in that way. Yeah. And so it kind of goes back to the way the public uh, views Goodwill now, because on one of our social media posts, we were talking about this Excel Center and one of the comments, and it was, yeah, you always, social media, you never would know what you're going to get. You can get yeah. great comments. You can get not so great. Comments. It runs the gamut. <laughs> yes. But somebody uh, typed in Goodwill is a national treasure. And, you know, when you think about that, Goodwill has been around 120 years mm-hmm. around the, the country. Yeah. And here in Arizona, this is our 75th year. I've been fortunate enough. I've been here 20, almost 24 of those years. Wow. So uh, almost a third of the time that Goodwill has been alive in Arizona, yeah. I've been here. Shows you how old I am. But, um, you know, really watching the public and the way that they've changed, just the support around the stores, just the support in the way mm-hmm. the community donates, the support for the Excel Center, which is yeah. it's, it's game changing for Arizona's education scene. And then to see comments like that, you know, where, yeah. where somebody says you're a national treasure, uh, that's that's a that's, that's kind of heartwarming to see somebody do things those kind of things. Absolutely. I mean, I can attest from just the standpoint of the education. Um, you know, I come from uh, I come from a Native American culture. Uh, you know, indigenous to Arizona, and I went to high school up near the Four Corners, and I can tell you just from I spent a lot of my time outside there and I moved there just to go to high school and being from an outside education standpoint, as far as, cause I was in the East coast when I was in elementary school and middle school. I mean, again, I could see the statistics and I could see the lack, uh, the gap in some of the education parts. And so I also saw kids drop out. I also saw because they um they support their family through working themselves and yes. you know whatever the story may be but it's just I, my family has always been an advocate for education and and just it, having an education was important so that to me was always something that i it wasn't hard for me to realize oh i'm going to go to college but for others I mean, I can I can understand and empathize. So, again, where you're standing from and the perspective of let's help this gap close even smaller so that we have people who aren't missing out on, like you said, $60,000 or more in money. 600000 600, sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, I know over the course, like, let's let's make sure that they're not losing that opportunity because they missed a few days or they want it they have the intelligence to do it they just you know whatever it may be 
I feel like that's always you're, important. You're very right. And, you know, people, there's a stigma that comes with when you hear somebody's dropped out of high school. But in reality, most of the time, it's a life circumstance. It's a parent yeah. died or they have to work or there's a yeah. they, they have an unexpected pregnancy. It's not because people didn't want to finish high school. It's not because they didn't they, they, they didn't feel like they were smart enough. Something happened in their life that yeah. kind of took them down a different path. And so to be able to bring them back on that path is kind of a real gift to us and to me. You'll be happy to know that we actually have teams going up to the Four Corners area next week to, to try to figure out how we put our first Excel Center up there. I love and it. So we, we know that services are very much needed in that community. And uh, it's definitely one of our target populations. We actually want to figure out how we put a store up there. We want to figure out how we put a career center up there for job help, job training and services. And then one of these high schools uh, probably will be the first, but we'd like to a full array yeah. of services up in that area. I would, I would, man, that would, to me, because there are, there are trading posts, there are like places to, yes. to, for opportunities of that, but to have an established area where it's constant, just again, a brick and mortar is something that people don't realize. It's like, it's a place, it's a gathering, it's a, it's an opportunity. And so, yeah, I, I feel very strongly about like goodwill in that area and goodwill the way that it does and and works, I think would be really great in that area, especially for the people out there. Um, Me too. So Tim, I'd love to get to know a little bit more about yourself. I mean, you um, one of the things that we do here on this podcast is just to get an understanding of how you came to be in your origin story of, uh, you know, working with Goodwill was something like this. And it's a little bit of philanthropy, a little bit of, you know, um, you know, there is a give back portion. You know, there is a little bit of that uh, feeling towards this business and what you guys do it for Goodwill. But I would love to understand, like, was Goodwill in hindsight what you were looking towards uh, in your process of, you know, working? No, it's so funny. Uh, so I stepped away from a meeting that we were in today to do this this podcast. And one of the questions is, what did you want to be when you were a kid? And my answer was, I, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to be. Um, and so I didn't have a whole lot of direction, mm -hmm. but, uh, and found myself, I was out on my own when I was 16 years old, yeah. but I was very fortunate to, to find great mentors and the power of work. Work is something that is life changing for people. Mm -hmm. And I, and of course it changes everybody's life. But if you, if you look at work the right way, it, the value system that comes from it, the leadership ability you can mm -hmm. gain from great mentors. And yeah. I was fortunate enough to have people that took me under their wing and taught me. And so I started in the thrift business when I was 18 with okay. one of Goodwill's competitors. And they were they were a great organization. And I'll tell you what, I moved from one side of the country to the next and then back again and then back again and back again uh, over the course of about nine years with them. But I was I was in 10 different states in nine years learning the business with them. Wow. And then fortunately enough, one thing I always believe in is great relationships. Man, you, yeah. you've got to you got to keep people close to you, you got to take care of people, and you've got to be loyal to people. And so one of the one of the folks that worked for me when I was a store manager all, all those years ago had come to work for Goodwill mm. and and I get a phone call and they say, Hey, they're looking for somebody to come in as a uh, vice president. Are you interested? And my, my initial response was no, because <laughs> Goodwill at the time, good, Goodwill at the time back in, back in the late nineties yeah. um, was not a great employer. And, and we had a lot of financial difficulties. Okay. And so 
after a lot of convincing, uh, the the uh, the choice was made to come to Goodwill, mm-hmm. and best decision I've ever made in my entire life. You know, this this organization is the love of my life. I couldn't ask for anything more. But it was not it was not an easy road. You know, I yeah. got here and the financial difficulties were so bad. We're bouncing paychecks all the time. We couldn't pay our bills. Landlords are trying to lock the doors on on some of our locations. Wow. And you know, when you're in a position like that, the only way you can go is really up. Yeah. And so we were we were lucky enough that the leader at the time was was assertive, aggressive, like I am. And and the the response was let, let's just work our way through it. Let's let's go let's go make this something special. Yeah. And so we started opening uh, kind of new look, new feel stores back mm-hmm. in the late nineties, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it was transformational because you know with Goodwill, if the stores don't operate, we don't provide services to the community, and the only reason Goodwill exists is those services to the community. Yeah. Thrift stores, that's that's absolutely important. People love that, but what we're here for is the social service side of the business, and so. By opening the stores and kind of transforming ourselves to be more mm-hmm. of a mainstream retailer, yeah, the services just exploded. And we started doing things like digital literacy training, skills training. We put on nice. huge job fairs for people. And, you know, so now, I mean, you can see hundreds of thousands of people that are impacted because we were able to transform this organization from basically being bankrupt into a very successful retail business. But Absolutely. the retail business only exists to provide those services to the community. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I kind of grew up in the business. Um, love it very much. And, you know, we're fortunate our leadership team here, uh, some of us have been together for 20 plus years. Nice. You know, we have a lot of loyalty out there. And again, so right now, 6,000 employees, we're probably going to be up to 10,000. So 73 more stores coming mm-hmm. uh, over the next really eight years. Nice. And that'll, that'll add probably 4,000 more team members to the yeah. Goodwill group. Um, so lots of growth, lots of opportunity. And, you know, for me, when I think about you ask me personally, I have a hard time figuring out what's personal and what's business anymore. <laughs> Because yeah. you know this is this is what Mainly. I do and this is kind of who I am. Yeah, it's a uh, and and one thing that I'm just kind of you know interested in the way that you explained it was just kind of that uh, balancing of the two, the thrift and just the social aspect, the social uh, give back side, and just I, it's a it's a delicate thing to keep those two in balance. But you seem to find a way to make it work for goodwill, and I, I, I kudos to you and the team for. Um, taking a, uh, taking that challenge and stepping up because again, like you said, you could have uh, walked away or they could have let the the, the business kind of uh, subside and, and and kind of go about its way. But you know, you took on the challenge and and now here you are. Um, I I find that very intriguing as far as you know some of the little bits of um, just kind of the years that you have put in here. What was one of the biggest uh, thrift? stores that you've kind of took on as your baby or like which one would you say is like your most iconic uh thrift store yeah so you know um we we have a lot of great stores and a lot of great finds but Mm -hmm. the one that kind of was if you want to talk about like how goodwill kind of started the process of saving itself all those years ago yeah was yuma our our yuma store it's the largest store in the chain right now and the people in Yuma, I mean, they love, they love thrift shopping. There's not a lot of donors there. So people don't realize that it's huh. like some areas we over collect yeah. and those donations are taken from those places where we have too many donations and we move into places like Yuma. Yeah. But the Yuma market uh, is just unbelievable. And so we've got three stores there now, a fourth one coming, but that's the one uh, 
all those years ago. It was the first store I ever opened. And now it's it's not that store's not there anymore, but that mm. market is still there. Yeah. It's the one that that it opened up with the biggest grand opening we'd ever had. It had the highest revenues in company history and it still does. Wow. And it's it's the one it that store alone, the profitability of that store is kind of mm-hmm. what saved the entire Goodwill organization here. Nice. Um and it's been strong ever since. And the leaders down there, I mean, we've got such great people. The teams down there are just really such loyalty and such good, good. folks. Um, but yeah, that's that's the one that kind of stands out for me. Yeah, of course. Inside I of Google, though, we, we get um, – every store has great stuff. Like I said, a million items a day are donated. And yeah. those are usually donated right to the stores. So every store is going to have amazing quality product. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's some there's – some, um, there's stories out there, and you probably heard of some of these, but these really happen. There was a, a watch that was sold at one of our stores here in, in Phoenix. Yeah. Somebody bought it for $7.99, took it home, had it restored, and it was worth $35,000. So, you know, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that you yeah. said. It's, it's hard to pick one store or one experience to remember, but those are the kind of things. I mean, Goodwill is all about the treasure hunt. It's about people being yeah. able to go in. And you said a community gathering place. It really is. So we our, our customers are so loyal. They, they shop us multiple times a week. Mm-hmm. When we have a grand opening, people sleep overnight. Yep. waiting to come into our stores for the grand opening because they're so loyal and they're they're the rabbit to find those great deals. Yep. And so we feel pretty fortunate that, that the customers have embraced us in that way. But again, you know, the reason the stores exist is to help those folks in need. Mm-hmm. And I think about, you know, and, and so you turning points in my career, I'm very much a business guy. Always have been. That's the way that I look at the world is through a business lens. But I have to tell you, when you meet some of the folks that we provide our services to, it it changes the way your heart thinks about why a goodwill should exist. Because sometimes there's no place for anybody else to turn except for a goodwill. Where they come in and we're willing to do whatever we have to do to help them get back on their feet, pull themselves out of poverty, create the best life they can for themselves and their families. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I remember these stories uh, over the years where, you know, I would walk in stores and some of the folks that had gone through our career training or our services, uh, they would come up to me and just almost want to hug you. And I just <laughs> yeah. say, thank you so much because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the services that Goodwill offered. Those, those kind of things change the way that your heart looks and feels around the world. Because again, I'm very much business all the time. But when you see that, you understand that goodwill is we're truly the business of doing good. Mm-hmm. That's why we exist. It's not yeah. to make money. It is to provide services in the best possible way to people in the community so they can be the best that they can be. It is the business of doing good. Yeah. I, I mean, it's beautifully said by you. Just uh, kind of those moments are just once in a lifetime because, again, it's like you go in and certainly you probably see new employees all the time, but it's like the, some of those stories where it's just like, you saved me. You really did like save me from, from, from life saving things. And so I can tell you as someone for myself too, is like, you know, I, I, I was a college student. You guys saved me at that, that time. Um, you know, there was points where I'm like, you know, newly freshly newlywed and I needed uh, luckily my wife, you know, and I both enjoy goodwill. And so we would wait for the 50% off days. So it's like, you know, we would go like save those, like participating in means it's like, we're, we're one of the people that stood in line and waited for the grand openings. I know from my own background, like we got into like the subculture of it, like you said, the treasure hunt of it. Um, Yeah. 
we've been to the Phoenix big one where everything gets like, or you can go in and, and uh, I forget what they call them. The, the center. We, we, so we, yeah. The clearance, the clearance center. We actually internally, we call that the rock, the, the retail rock. operation center. Yes. So, so I've been to that one and I've also been to the San Diego one because my wife's oh. family is from San Diego. So that was yes. a whole nother opportunity in itself of like, Holy moly. Like there's two of these places. And so there's probably more, but actually, I'm just saying, lot, but I just yeah, was like, a lot this, more. This I, cool. pretty much every major market has something like that. But the one here in, in Phoenix is definitely something to see the one in San Diego. That is a monster too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah. And it's just like, again, there's a whole subculture. I know in the one in San Diego, there's like, there was a line, there was a literal line. And so yeah. like, there's, again, there's, there's so many opportunities and ways that you guys provide for the community in ways that you probably, again, there's just so many things that happen when you have such a big place and opportunity, so many, um, how did it say brick and mortars too. So it's like, it's to me, I'm so thankful for having you on the show just because it gives us a sense of like, there is still community ties to these bigger organizations. And it really does mean a lot when you when I hear conversations like this, where it's like, yes, I know that this is a business, but to have um, the opportunity to hear you say it's like these stories are way more important to to the overall um, antithesis of this business. So uh, I appreciate it. Um, And again, thank you for getting more personal. I would love to ask you one more thing for someone as busy as yourself and so many meetings going on. I always ask this of every entrepreneur business person. What are some things that you like to keep to in your schedule that you absolutely have to keep in your schedule, keep you balanced or keep you, I guess, level headed? So personally, I love the outdoors. You know, I was a, I was a boy scout. And so I love camping. I've actually done like crazy survival stuff. Going, really going out with just a knife only for a couple of days survivalists <laughs> i love it survives. arizona's got some great survival instructors here yeah uh, but yeah so that that's kind of decompressing for me you know one of the things i really love though and one of the things i love especially phoenix mm-hmm. phoenix is is a, a very unique city and it's a very special city yeah. to me because here the network is small even though we're the fifth largest city in the country everybody seems to know everybody Yep. And so one of the things I try to make sure I do is I am out and about usually five days a week doing something, trying to network with people, trying to tell cool. people the good work that Goodwill does and how we're yeah. expanding and, and trying to find partners. So on the personal side, I love to get out. I love to be in the outdoors, probably my favorite thing. But on the business side, because again, my, my life kind of it, it blends personal and business blends yeah. um, on the business side, the relationships. I just I, if you understand the Phoenix business community. It's one of the most generous, one of the most giving of time and one of the most engaged where they really care about the state of the state. Yeah. Uh, and so I like to make sure that I spend a lot of time trying to network with people, get to Good. understand different perspectives. And I have to tell you, you know, part of that legislation that, that helped us open those schools or open the school that's going to turn into schools came from that networking and knowing so many people in the community where, you know, you, you kind of tell them, Hey, we've got this problem that we're facing and people just jump in. They just want to jump in and help. And they want to try to make this the best place for all of us to be. Yeah. I love that. And again, we've, we've kind of come up with this. It is um, community over competition. It's a little saying that we have over here. Very much. Yeah. And so that's something that I hope to continue forward with, you know, doing the podcast and doing this community growth kind of thing that we're here for. Um, I, I just 
one last question for you. Sure. You did bring up uh, the survivalist kind of business. Yeah. And I just, again, it, it just, it makes me smile that it's like, yes, you're a business guy, but man, to get decompressed, I got to get out of that headspace and I'm going full, like take it all away from me. Yeah. Is there, is there some place that you like fantasize or dream about like Alaska or somewhere like deep in the jungles of the Amazon? Is there an iconic survivalist place that you want to like hope and dream to do? You know, so so I'm actually going to be in Anchorage, Alaska uh, in a few months for a meeting. I've never been there, so I'm excited about that. But I, so as a kid, you know, we kind of moved all over. And again, I was out on my own pretty early, but but my parents loved to travel. Mm-hmm. And my mom, for all those years, always wanted to be in Arizona because she loved the desert. Mm-hmm. And so for me, this is, uh, you, you ask about a kind of a dream place. I love Arizona. I give every bit of myself to the state because I care about it so much. And I couldn't ask for more than to be in a desert. I mean, I love desert camping. I love the outdoors. I love the way the state looks. And and I've traveled all over. And I I still believe that Arizona is one of the prettiest places that you're ever going to see. And so fantasy is maybe going to Alaska, which I'm going to do. But then um, Arizona, this is home for sure. Yeah. I love it. Thank you very much, Tim. That's that's the best way to end this conversation. I really do appreciate your time. Um, man, that makes me smile because as someone who, you know, again, I've traveled myself and I always feel like this is this is home for me. And so I'm in the same boat and good luck in, in Alaska. I hope that you get everything you want out of that trip. Um, so uh, before we go, we leave it to you to let everyone know where they can find Goodwill, like all the social media handles or anything that you would love to promote. This is your chance to take it away. Certainly. So you can visit any of our stores around Arizona. Our website is goodwillaz.org. All the information you want about the organization is available there. And again, you know, please, every one of your donations helps somebody in the community. It might help your neighbor. It might help mm-hmm. a family member. So when you donate to Goodwill, understand that money goes right back into the community to help people get back on their feet, pull themselves out of poverty and be the best they can be. So when you donate, when you shop with us, you're changing someone's life. Absolutely. Thank you very much for that. Thank you, Tim. And before we go, we have our little bit at the end here too. Ladies and gentlemen, you can hear every episode of Finding Arizona Podcast at our website, findingarizonapodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. That's Finding Arizona Podcast under all social medias. And last but not least, we say kisses, hugs, and belly rubs to our four-legged friends always with us. And we will catch you on the next episode of Finding Arizona Podcast. Have a good night, y'all.